When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to the Human Behavior Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Dewan Mutsunga. This is the podcast about leveraging psychology so you could create a better life, a better business, and ultimately a better you. Now, I've been saying for some time, and I, you know, I think we've recorded an episode like this, but I really love to do Q and A. Um, I want to make sure that this is uh, an, a platform that adds as much value as possible. Um, and for me, I love uh, when folks ask questions, it's very direct, it's very on point, and I feel like uh, we can create connection in uh, in doing so. And if you know there's enough Q and A, then you know we create a community around solving some of these problems uh, that we have around behavior and how we can grow and be better. So I have a couple of questions that folks uh, sent to me. I'm gonna read them off. Shout outs to everybody who. Uh, who sent me questions, but I'm going to get into the questions and then answer them. And uh, hopefully you find something in the episode uh, that you find value in and you can apply. All right. So cool. So the first question, um, I'm not going to say who sent it, but the question says, so how these prefer the quickest way from point A to point B? And if that's true, then why do you often do things the hard way, air quotes, right? So one, that's a great question. So I'm a 99D. Uh, my adaptive is a 95D. So there really isn't much difference. But there isn't much observable difference in my natural and adaptive behavior. Typically, um, you start to notice a variance or a difference in behavior, you know, with 10 points or more. But high D's are wired for efficiency, right? So they're wired. How do we get from point A to point B as quickly as possible? Now, when people say the hard way, high D's are motivated by challenges. So I would say high D's make up about 9%, 9 to 12% of the population. The rest of the population is going to be risk averse, where high D's thrive off of challenge and thrive off of things of significance, problems of significance. So we're natural problem solvers. So for me, though, I do like to be efficient. Do I do? I do like to move quickly and I do like to move with rigor and urgency. I also get a sense of it's almost like my dopamine reward system gets triggered when I uh, see a problem or come across a problem 
and I'm going through the process of solving it. And then when I ultimately solve the problem, there's almost like this euphoric feeling, right? So I can understand why folks think on the outside it's doing something the hard way, but it's just the way that a high D is wired. Now, for folks who are high Ds, and I'm speaking to myself as well, I think it's really important to understand that moving quickly is great when you're making the right decision. Just because you're a high D doesn't mean that you make sound decisions. It doesn't mean that you're right. It just means that you prefer and you like to lean into problems and you um, you like to do so with urgency and rigor. It doesn't make you a good problem solver. It doesn't make you the best decision maker. It doesn't mean that you have to lead or be the boss, right? We're just wired for challenges, which makes us, in my opinion, the most easily manipulated of the bunch. But for me per se, and and, and let me let me dig a little bit deeper because I don't just want to give like a like a I don't know politically correct or surface answer, but me, right, my lived experience, <clears throat> you know, I if I had to analyze that question, I would say that I typically choose the the hard way to do something because subconsciously I have a belief that I need to work and I need to earn something in order for me to receive it. Right. So whenever something just falls into my lap or there's a blessing that comes out of nowhere, somebody just wants to sow a seed. It it does feel awkward for me because I'm used to having to fight for things and I'm used to having to struggle for things and I'm used to having to work hard and earn stuff. And so uh, subconsciously and even consciously sometimes for me to feel satisfied and for me to feel like, OK, I've earned this so I deserve this. I feel like I have to work for it. I have to sweat. I have to have some sweat equity involved. Um, and I know that it doesn't need to be that way, but I'm just being honest. That's just how I'm built and how I'm wired. So if you give me like the wall or door, I might be like, yeah, this wall look real good. I might want to run through that. Right. And that's just that's just the nature of it. Now, again, I still want to do so with urgency and rigor. I still want to get from point A to point B. But the way that I feel good, the way that my dopamine gets triggered is I need to uh, go through something and get on the other side of it for me to feel satisfied that um, that I deserve or that I've earned this or that, you know, I have a right to do this. So, yeah, thank you. That was a great question. Yo, what's goody fam? Listen, I know, I know, I'm gonna let you get back to the episode, but I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the Human Behavior Mastery course. Yes, we have a course that we put together for coaches, consultants, corporate leaders, and entrepreneurs. I know you're listening to the pod and it's all of this numbers and the, the adaptive and the natural, the D, the I, the attributes. We put together a comprehensive course to walk you through exactly how to understand each one of the personality types, each one of the values, and we're going to show you exactly how to get the most out of each type, what things you need to avoid, what environments to put you in, and what pieces to put around you to be successful. So if you're looking at taking your business, your life, or your relationship to the next level, make sure you go check out the Human Behavior Mastery course. Back to the episode. Um, the next question we have, this is a question from Heather NH97 on Twitter. Um, the first question is, 
I'd be interested in hearing directly from a D what is most annoying about C's. Now, as a high D, um, high C's can get on. Well, let me speak about me. They can get on my nerves, right? But I do understand that I need high C's. So if you look at the quadrant, the disc quadrant, right? High D's and high C's are both task oriented. So that's the good thing. That's where we where we work well together. Now, the difference between a high D and a high C is a high D wants to get it done and do so efficiently. So with speed, a high C wants to get it done effectively. So they'll take as much time as they need to take in order to get it correctly. And so because as a high D, I move very quickly and high D's like to move urgently. There are times where we will, um, we may, may drop the ball or may miss a detail or may, you know, not do something in a very thorough way. We're just looking to check a box. A high C is going to correct you. A high C, because they're wired for quality, a high C is uh, wired to adhere to policy and procedure, and they are afraid of making a mistake. A high C is really the anchor of reality in the space, and so they're going to correct you. And for a high D, it's like, well, who are you talking to? Like, what you mean? Like, okay. Like, so there's this uh, this energy about high C's being very particular and maybe nitpicky or being experienced that way. But for a high D, I would say the things that may cause friction in the interaction with a high C is one, uh, being corrected by the high C, and then two, the amount of questions that a high C asks. High C's, and high C's actually move like high D's, but they need to have, uh, they need to gather information and they need to ask questions, right? Because again, they're afraid of making mistakes. So for a high D, that could be a lot. It can feel exhaustive. It could feel like, all right, like let's just get get a, get this going and get along with it. Um, and so that could cause an issue. And then also the third challenge may be the speed at which we execute and move. So a high C is going to move much slower and a high D is going to move much faster. So if I had to say the things that would annoy a D about a C, um, and I probably wouldn't use that language personally, but those would be the three things, right? So speed at which we execute, it would also be the amount of questions that a high C asks. And then also the fact that a high C is going to correct a high D. And uh, that's just something that we're not really interested in. So I appreciate that. Another question from Heather and H97 at Twitter, um, on Twitter rather. Um, is there specific advice or tips for a high C to flex their D muscles? Now, let me say this as a high D. Um, it may sound really like cool or attractive to like, I hear people all the time like, oh, like I want to get my D up or how do I rate? And it's like, it's like, nah, that's not how that works. One, high doesn't mean good and low doesn't mean bad, right? And it's really important that you understand exactly who you are and who you're not because then it allows us to make decisions for you that serve you and allow you to execute more flawlessly. 
So as a high C, you're not really going to move like a high D. We're, we're built differently. Now, we're both task-oriented. That's cool. But if you want to be more decisive, right, because I think that the things that attract and, and the things that attract people to high Ds is one, they're very decisive. And that decisiveness is a reflection of, is or is a byproduct of being confident. So people are attracted to confidence and high C's because they're afraid of judgment and making mistakes. They can be on a fearful side. And so they can find um, attractive the fact that high D's are like, all right, well, what's up? Like being confident and being really self-assured. They're, the way you can be more decisive is to give yourself a deadline, right? Because as a high C, you're a perfectionist and you really want to make sure things are exact and precise. You'll take a really long time to actually execute. Now, when you do, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be done in excellence, but it just may not be in a particular time frame that it needs to um, if it's an urgent matter. So, you know, because of things, you know, there's Parkinson's law, right? So a person will use whatever time allotted to them to actually execute a task. So if I give you three months, you'll take three months. If I gave you three weeks, you'll take three weeks. If I gave you three days, you'll do it in three days. So I think putting a deadline in place would work really, really well to help a high C feel more decisive um, and then being able to be decisive and getting feedback and being able to improve the work that you're going to do over and over again is going to allow you to build up um, a confidence in yourself. And really, once C's have all of their questions answered and they gathered all their information, they kind of move like these anyway. You can't really tell them anything. So if I had any advice, that would be it is to put a deadline in place to support you and being more decisive instead of questioning and overthinking. And um, that'd be the way to flex whatever D muscle you have. Um, we got another question from Heather and H97 on Twitter. This question is, what are the challenges of working with high eyes as a high C, high S? Okay, so... Like I said, high D's and high C's are task oriented, right? So they care about the execution of things, the doing of things. High I's and high S's are people oriented. Now, a person who is a high I is a creative problem solver. They're very fluid. Uh, they like to move around, right? They're very um, social. They're very like persuasive and they like to move around and be you know be fluid they struggle with attention to detail right and not that they don't see the details but high high eyes are individuals who don't like things that are rigid or things that make them feel like they're confined in any way so a high c and a high s those are folks who are gonna be more likely to adhere to rules and policies and procedures now, working together, if you're a high C with a high S, then one, you may feel like the high I is doing too much. Like they're moving around. They're, they're much more fast-paced than a high S. Somebody who has a high S, they really like for things to be cool, calm, collected. They like for things to be predictable. And a high I is going to be a bit too erratic 
for them, right? They like to take their time and a high eye moves with a lot of energy. Uh, you you are a person who's a high C from what I gather. So that means you're really into things being black and white, things being right or things being wrong. And you're not really interested in coloring outside the lines or going outside the box. Where And that's where high eyes live and that's where they thrive. So there's going to be a difference of approach that may be a challenge. Also, high C's are very exact and precise and they're very thorough and detail-oriented. High eyes are not. High eyes struggle with details, right? They struggle with maybe follow-up or follow-through. But they're very creative and very expansive, um, maybe even esoteric in the way that they approach things. Um, and that is just a difference of approach than a high C. Um, a high I may want to do too much small talk for a high C. High C's really don't like to get into uh, like small talk. They don't like to show emotion. High eyes are very expressive people. They like to hug, very tactile, like to touch. High C's are not really interested in that. It's like, okay, let's stick to the facts and let's stick to the conversation. So that may be where there's an issue. The other thing is being a high C, meaning you're somebody who's really focused on quality and you have a high S, which means that you're very paced and you're very calculated and deliberate. So you have high standards and you take the time necessary to meet your high standards. A person who's a high I is probably going to move very quickly and in your experience, very erratically. And so there's going to be some there. There may be some friction there with the way the work is done, the quality of the work. Um, and, and I see that being really a challenge between those uh, two personality types working together. Um, do have some other questions, but I think I'm going to stop there um, before we get out of here. If you have questions that you want me to answer on the pod. You could send them to me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, whatever. You could drop them in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to this and, uh, for the audio experience, um, I'm at Dewan Mutunga on everything. So at D-E-W-A-N-E-M-U-T-U-N-G-A on everything. Send me your questions. Let me know who you are. And like I said, I will I will pull, we'll answer it on the pod, and we'll share with everybody so we all get the game. Um, but until the next time, I'll see y'all. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.